everybody, welcome to this episode of the TM Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck, and today I'm going to be doing something that I've been planning to do for this podcast for a little while. It's going to be a opportunity to pay homage to a lot of classics that may not be remembered as such. Uh, there was a lot of dope albums that came out around the time that I was uh, growing up and me being a hip-hop fan. Uh, I just want to make sure that a lot of these artists and a lot of these albums get the respect that they deserve. So from time to time, I'll be doing episodes like this. This is actually going to be the original idea for my podcast, but I decided to branch out to other things. But I've been bringing it back, and for this episode in particular, I'm going to pay homage to one of the groups I feel like were lyrically amazing. Their beats were on point, and they don't get brought up in the conversation of the greatest groups ever, but we'll talk about how influential their first uh, their first album was. So today we're going to be talking about Dead Serious, the album by the DOS Effects. So check it out if that's one of your favorite albums or if you never heard of them before. Hit me up on Twitter at OddcastTMP or follow the show on Facebook, TM Podcast Facebook page. Uh, take a quick break and we'll get right into it. So it's only right that I start with Das Effects Dead Serious because that's one of the first albums that I bought came out in 1992 and at that time uh, I was growing up in Germany and we lived on a base on an army base uh, and there they got a store called the PX or the PX Post Exchange and uh, I would go there to go shopping for music and this was probably one of the first times that I had money of my own <laughs> so go to the store, pick out music or whatever, and that particular day, I came home with two albums, uh, Dead Series by Dos Effects, and Enter the 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang. I'll tell you that Wu-Tang story later, <laughs> but um, Dead Series by Dos Effects was literally the start of my hip-hop collection out of the music that I bought. Previous to that, there was stuff like MC Hammer, Fresh Prince, things like that, stuff that my parents would buy for me. But keep in mind, like, when it came out, I was about 12 years old. So, you know, this was my introduction into kind of the underground, the hip-hop scene. Uh, So, I just wanted to start and give a little bit of respect to this album because it's uh, literally the start of me becoming a hip-hop head throughout these years. And it came out in 1992. They're... First single from the album, they want effects is kind of blowing up everywhere, and just want to give you guys an impression. The reason why I tell you why I grew up in Germany was because at that time I didn't have radio stations like Hot 97 or Power 105 like we have now. Uh, there was no YouTube, nothing like that. Your song had to be literally like in the top of the charts because what they did have was the Armed Forces Network radio. There was one radio station, and it had to cater to pretty much everybody 
<laughs> that uh, was in the army, the armed forces. And in 1992, there wasn't really a lot of hip hop being played on the radio. So I'm saying that to give you the impression of how big their first single was. Um, it won't affect. If I wanted to listen to a song over and over again, I used to do what all the old DJs would do <laughs> and do a pause mixtape. Because if you listen to the radio, you wait for the song to come on, you wait for the DJ to say, Coming up next, we got this new song by so and so and so and so. And if that's the song that you wanted, you put, pop your tape in the recorder <laughs> and sit by, the, uh, sit by your radio, sit by your boombox or whatever. Wait for the song to come on. Sit there, listen to the whole song, and then press stop as soon as possible, so you wouldn't like go over into the next song. Um, y'all kids do not know how good you have it right now. <laughs> uh, but this is how we made mixtapes back in the day. So there was a radio show that used to come on like right after I got out of school that would play uh, top songs, and occasionally that's where like all the hip hop would get played. And uh, between that and watching young people rap. And I would read the source. Shout out to the source. Shout out to AFN. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, y'all hook me on the music forever. <laughs> uh, but anyways, they want effects come on and I listen to it. And just imagine listening to C Hammer, uh, Fresh Prince, Kid and Play, things like that that were all like the big songs at the time. And when you listen to Dos Effects, when you listen to They Want Effects, Oh, man, this is, you know, a really dope song. Uh, 
and then I had to wait <laughs> for the album to come out uh, a little bit later. So I picked that up, picked up Wu Tang at the same time, um, and I should say something that I'm doing this album instead of Enter the Thirty Six Chambers for the first uh, episode of this series. Effects is a hip-hop duo, Crazy Drazy from Jamaica and T-Neck, New Jersey, and Scoob, straight from Brooklyn, and the way the story goes is that they were at a rap contest while they were going to Virginia State University, and this rap contest was hosted by EPMD. They went up there and did their thing on stage, but they lost to another group. Uh, when the DJ announced that they had lost, Eric Smith from side and said, you know, what do you want? $100, which was prize money for the contest, or a record deal. So they got signed right then and there. Um, and it's important to note, you know, EPMD was one of the bigger groups at the time, and composed of two producers and two rappers. <laughs> so it was Eric's, Eric, uh, Eric Sermon and Perry Smith, both capable of producing, both capable of rapping. And I think that's kind of extraordinary about the first album effects that even though they were signed by EPMD and EPMD was kind of like their entryway into uh, being signed on a label, EPMD did not produce Dead Serious. So being signed, imagine being signed by a legendary hip-hop group who were straight-up celebrities at the time and not having them produce your first album. It was actually produced by a couple friends of theirs who went by Solid Scheme, Chris Charity, and Derek Lynch, and this album kind of fit the EPMD aesthetic with like James Brown samples and uh, hard underground beats, but you could tell it was a little bit different from the stuff that EPMD was making at the time, and it's 10 tracks long, this is back in the good old days, <laughs> before people started releasing like 25, uh, 25 track albums for straightforward hip-hop raps uh, and if you listen to they want effects you would think like you know oh, these guys are kind of like a, um, I don't want to say like comedy but kind of like this is their gimmick they do the iggity stiggity biggity all this other stuff and with the commercial references but you know you don't want to do that for 10 tracks <laughs> uh, so really they want effects and probably Mike, Mike Checker was the first song off the album probably really the only songs that were like that. The rest of them kind of had a story to them a little bit. Um, Mike Check It is the lead off track and it is, I mean, it starts off microphone check, micro microphone checker is the hook. And that's kind of like how all their hooks went really. It was just like something that was pretty dope when you repeat it and then followed by bars that it would take you weeks to learn if you were going to try second was Just Some Men with the Slick Rick sample. Just Some Men that's on the mic from uh, the Lottie Dottie and that was the sample they used after the hook. Also a pretty dope track. Um, I want to point out too I haven't listened to this album before I did this. I probably should have. But this is how like influential it was. I haven't listened to it in a while and I can remember all this stuff. Um, the third track was 
Sunset's Day One Effects on the album, um, which was the, the lead off single. So the first two kind of, you didn't want to skip them to get to Day One Effects. That's like, that's like how good it was. Um, the fourth track, probably one of my favorites, just because I'm super immature, is uh, Lucy's. <laughs> and the story to Lucy's, I would just be rapping the song. Like, I'd listen to it and I'd start rapping it. Way that they flow, like you don't even catch what they're saying until you say it back. Um, but Lucy's, my man, both both of them are talking about <laughs> the time that they had diarrhea, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Like that's not even like something rappers rap about. Uh, <laughs> but you don't even catch it, man. Go back and listen to Lucy's if you haven't, because uh, it's a song about diarrhea from a underground Solid team. Uh, it was produced by another producer. 
Usher did a sample by uh, a ton of underground artists and in the 90s and everything like that. And then uh, one of the samples I didn't even know was them <laughs> uh, when ASAP Rocky first came out. Uh, he had a song on uh, Long Live ASAP, I think, on that mixtape. And that song is Trilla. Like, hit a share if this is something that you guys like.